Alright everyone, it's episode number 52 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host Dan and I'm joined here by Tristan. Again, my final my final persona is literally just Satan. And Allie. Hello. Uh, we don't have Barrow with us today. He actually requested not to be here for this one because he doesn't want to be spoiled. <laughs> Go fig. Uh, so what is so on that note, what is the spoiler cast? The spoiler cast is your look at either a or we look at a either a game or a movie or a TV series or something that kind of has a a fun, interesting story to talk about. Something we've all completed, and we're kind of really just going to go right into the nitty gritty and spoil stuff and talk about our thoughts. It's designed for people who have seen or experienced whatever it is we're talking about and want that sort of second opinion, want to compare their thoughts to our own. Yeah. Now, really important. So apparently, like half of our listeners are in Japan, yeah, 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 which is, yeah, which is awesome. Cool. Um, to clarify, we are in the U.S. We will be play. We have played the U.S. localized version. So if our experience and storyline differs from yours for half of our audience, that will be why. And it's funny you say that. I I don't think is Persona 5 doesn't even have a Japanese option, right? Of a voiceover option. It does? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Which I immediately put on as soon as I heard Yusuke's voice. I'm like, yep, this is bad. By the time I got to Yusuke, I was too invested in everyone else's voices. It just felt weird to me. I'd be... I'd almost be interested just to go back and play a little bit just to... Uh... That's what New Game Plus is for. Yeah. Almost there. Almost there. <laughs> so I think we'll take, take a few minutes, moments to talk about maybe other stuff we've been playing because it's been a little while. Yeah, and we can go back to our, you know, traditional... <clears throat> just just a quick, kind of quick yeah. update so then we can probably start with start with Persona 5 a bit before uh, before taking a, a kind of a short break there. But uh, So I guess I'll flip it to Allie. What have you been, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Oh, gosh, the same old thing. I'm still deep in that Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> Summer games. There are lots of things I want to play, but I am broke as shit. So. You too? What a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I'm moving jobs, which, like, the new job will be much better in lots of ways. But it's just like, oh, gosh. Until then. Yeah. yeah. It's always a tricky situation. Well, the good news is the games I kind of want our channel to play so we can talk about them are smaller, cheaper games. But, um, I, you know, looking forward, like games like Pyre, which is the new super giant game, I, I think Tacoma, Tacoma would be really fun to talk about and play mm-hmm. through. Um, that Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice looks like a really good one. God, There's a lot of cool stuff. That game looks so good. That game looks so good. And at least they've patched. So, uh, so, so Jim Sterling, love him or hate him, uh, ran into a serious game breaking bug. When he played it and reviewed it. Yeah, there was like a whole controversy and then he changed his review score after yep. the fact. And But, uh, but and it's important to note that this bug was in the review copy of the game. And has apparently since been patched out. Yeah. Oh, I'm that's ex- good. I'm I've heard of a couple it. other people who ran into it after trying to replicate it. Because mm-hmm. so many like, people you were you know, trying... giving him a hard time saying, that's not a real thing. Or, like, that's so rare. Like, no one else can replicate it, but I guess people apparently had, from what I've heard. Maybe not. Still, even if one person experiences it, that's an awful bug. Yeah, it is. And if I know one thing about bugs from watching hundreds of speedrun videos, if there is a bug, it will be replicated. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then someone will find a way to exploit it. Right. 
But anyway. I mean, I would really like for us to get on the hype train and watch Barra and Tristan pick their favorite daddy. Oh, yeah. Their dream daddy. I, so I really want to I do would, that. I just don't think I yeah. can convince Barra to play it. Oh, no. Oh my, No, you get... Okay, I will tell you who Barra will like the most, which is the big daddy, Brian, the, like, the soft, large dad <laughs> who likes dogs. Because that's basically Barra. Oh. Barra if, would date himself. If, if Barra... <laughs> Or Hugo, the like professor dad. Oh, the thing like, you can she... say because he's not here. <laughs> Normally, I wouldn't be into that sort of thing, but I think it would be. I'll provide Barra some emotional support, and I think that we can get through this and and, and, and date do that. some dads. And do just that, yeah, and date some dads. Hell yeah! Now, is that was that made by the Game Grumps people, or, or is that no? That was like in conjunction with Game Grumps right. people. Uh, they worked on it and provided yeah, they some did of some the voices. voices and stuff like that. But it wasn't just Game Grumps. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I know they have like a movie now coming out or something. On They've YouTube got a Red. Red YouTube Red series. Oh, it's a series. Okay. I think it's a series. Um, and this is like not gotten a lot of talk at all. But uh, both, uh, but both Dan Abaddon and Aaron Hansen are in a rhythm game, a VR rhythm game that's coming out soon. Uh, What's it called? Do you remember what it's called? Well, he's uh, yeah, he's looking I'm it up, looking it up now. right now. Well, oh. well, well, well. Uh, killing time, killing time. How's the weather up there, <laughs> Dan? Hey, actually, I have a great time killer. Why don't you talk about what you think ah. about the Overwatch summer season? Found it, found oh, it. Crap. <laughs> uh, Whoops. So apparently, there's a there's a VR rhythm game coming out called Pulsar Arena that has a special cameo of Danny Sexbang. Nice. Including the spaceship from 6969. Have we done a podcast since I saw Twerp live in concert? I think we have. I don't think so. Oh. Well, it was excellent. And I didn't know really anything about the band. They're Danny Sexbang's like backing band for... Uh... Well, they're, they're their own band, but they've right, been working with Ninja back, Sex yeah. Party for a while. Yeah, yeah. And NSP has done a lot of guest vocals on some of their stuff. I'm seeing them this month in Boston as TWRP... Plus NSP. Yeah, that's cool. Which is going to be awesome. Oh my god, that show is going to be so good. Uh, yes, but Torp, highly recommended uh, concert going experience. Uh, so Overwatch, you were just about to start gushing, I think, maybe, perhaps, about Overwatch. Uh, I mean, it's good. I'm at that point where I'm mad because I spent all my coins on things from the last event and i really should have just saved for that mercy skin after jeff kaplan said it's my favorite mercy skin i'm like well it'll probably be my favorite too and it is and i oh, haven't the, gotten it in a box the, yet and i'm very the winged sad. victory skin yeah yeah it's a great skin yeah I, i'm just glad i was able to get i was glad i was able to get uh beach uh beach widowmaker oh that's Master. a good one too and i don't even play widowmaker I don't play Winamaker either, but that's a damn fine skin. Especially Same when with you... the 76's dad skin. It's really Grill good. Master 76, I, actually, I got, I I got like that Junk one. I Junkrats, and I know a lot of people don't like his um, I got Cricket Junkrat. Cricket skin, but I think it's really good. It's, it's different. Pretty, it's pretty good. Um, I got American McCree, and I got uh, Swiss Mercy, which I missed last time. Oh, very cool. And I was like... Oh, I missed those two, but I got them again. So I'm like, yeah. It's really nice that you can buy those at the legendary ones at the cheaper price that they were last year. Like, thank God. But the new ones are like 3,000 coins. Yeah. 
And I mean, Buy on the plus boxes, side, kids. well, on the well, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though is that they've changed the algorithm for loot boxes, which on the plus side means you are significantly less likely to get duplicates. Like, means you like, get I'm, less money. All right, though. I'm going to right. I'm, I'm I'm going to come clean, and I did like 75 loot boxes for oh, Summer gosh. Games 2017 because I am a consumer whore, yeah. but I only got like out of all of those. I only got like five duplicate items because of the new algorithm. See, I, I don't That's like really that. Good. Well, but here's here's the thing though: is that on the plus side, it means you get stuff you don't have. On the downside, it means you can't farm up a crap right. ton of coin. Right. So if I really want that one, me, yeah. It just makes me really wish that you get got gold at the end of a match. Right? Like, even if it's just a little bit. Like, oh, you got right? a gold medal, you get X amount of coins. You got a br silver or bronze, you get X amount. Something like, like that. Like, come on, guys. Let that, me, like, let me like work my way towards a legendary skin. That, that, that'll be that'll be two years from now when Tristan's not spending, you know, $75 on loot boxes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or however many, however much money. I might be, I might be undercompensated. I there. don't want to think about how much money I've spent <laughs> on loot boxes. I don't want to think about it. Because if I think about it, I'll crawl up inside my own butt and I will die. Wow. And we haven't even gotten to Persona 5, folks. <laughs> Which will make me uncrawl from my butt and return to life. Because Persona 5 is amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But have you, uh, Ali, have you been watching the uh, World Cup at all? Oh, heck yes. Yeah, that's cool. I watched, uh, I've watched all of the U.S. stuff, the, um, like the, whatever, the prelim Group G or whatever it is stuff, and it's, mm -hmm. it's been pretty, pretty, pretty motivational. The only thing I've I mean, watched... My prediction is, yeah. is it's going to be the U.K. and South Korea mm -hmm. fighting for the winning slot. Mm -hmm. Like, the U.S. is good. Canada kind of surprised me because I get it, Diva is meta, but they really needed to swap their Diva back onto Farah because it was, there's something, and it's a thing I didn't really notice until watching it, there's something about Farah that, like, European teams just can't deal with. <laughs> like, she's very popular among North American teams, and especially the pharmacy combo. I think, it, I think it's the, I think it's the flying. Teams. I think it's fine. The only thing huh? I, I think it's the flying. That yeah. That oh, it definitely is. Hovering movement. Also, people tend not to look up. Yeah, that too. Um, the only match I've I watched was uh, Australia versus Japan for the finals to go to BlizzCon. That was a really great match. That was a great match. And also, Australia did much better because they didn't have Muse Elk in it. So last last World Cup, they had uh, a YouTuber I followed named Muse Elk. Yeah, Muse Elk, I know. Yeah, he does all the Overwatch video yep, stuff. Yep, he was voted captain of the Australian team for last World Cup. They did much better without. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's like all the all the people on the American team. Like I don't follow a ton of Overwatch players, but I I don't think, I think the only one I've ever even heard of was Cool Matt. Yeah. Some, for some, somehow, otherwise I'd never heard of any of these players. Like you know I'm used to like the Seagulls and the DSP Stankies or whatever they are of the world. And it's weird. I'm I'm follow more Australian players than I do like any other countries. I don't know how that happened. I have no idea. I have no idea. Tristan. Yes. What have you been playing, sir? Uh, so I picked back up Overwatch for the 2017 game, Summer Games, of course. <laughs> Tell uh, us more. I've been playing Prey <laughs> for yeah. the channel. Um, and Prey, I honestly, at this point, like, so right now, everything that's up on Vidme is where I am. 
I actually have to record an episode like tonight or tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure if it's a good game or not. Yeah. Like, it's it's a little too Bioshock action to be a straight horror game. But it's a little too slow-paced in horror to be like a Bioshock action game. And I wish there was more variety in the enemies. But I think it could still surprise me with stuff. So I'm like... I'm, I'm, I'm very. My feelings are very ambiguous. Yeah, we that. could we could talk about it for a cast. I mean, I did accidentally spoil the. In, well, not accidentally. That's well, because there are two endings at least. Yeah, so I did spoil sort of the overall plotline because I watched a um, one of the YouTubers I watch who I watch a lot of those long form kind of mm-hmm. uh, analyses gaming videos like Matthew yeah. Matosis. Um, the one I'm watching now is Joseph Anderson. And so he, why haven't you been watching me? On our channel, <laughs> because he because he encapsulates it in, a, in an hour. No, I, this oh. was just this was just strictly about like the. No, I've watched a bunch of the prey videos, like the plot and the theme. Yeah, and it's stuff just about like that. it's just about the plot and the themes of of prey, but it goes over the entire story. Yeah, so I know all the beats and. Yeah, I have I have a bunch of theories, and we're not spoiling it today, yeah. so we're not going to talk about. it, But I have a bunch of wacky theories. I also kind of want to go through and play the game. Like if I never installed a neuromod. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we can talk about it. And like, time. how does that change yeah. everything? And and like, there's a bunch of stuff I wish I like I thought of in deep storage that I want to try. Like, I want to try searching for a bunch of different. Um, so so in deep storage, you have the ability to enter in a person's employee number, and like switch on their tracking bracelet. Mm. And you have to do it for a specific number as part of the main storyline. But afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, I should search like 0001 and 0002, which are probably me and Alex, and see what those come up as. And, oh, my God, all this other stuff I thought of. Um, I picked up, because I pre-ordered it ages ago, uh, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. I've been playing that, too, actually. Yep. So if you picked up something else... Start with that, and then we'll segue Final Fantasy twelve. How does that sound? So. There you go. Um, well, because here's the thing is that I played it ages ago, back when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, I'd never completed it, though. And, it, is, and it still remains Star Wars Episode twelve, The <laughs> Final Fantasy. Sort of, yeah. So, well, no, no. So, so Vaughn is Luke. Yeah. Balthier is Han Solo. Fran is a disturbingly sexy Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> God. That bunny girl, though. Mm. Um, um, Ash is Ash's layup without that weird, you know, brother sister thing going on. Yeah. There's an evil empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that vibe from it. Um, other than the fact that it takes place in Evil East, so it kind of like just gives me more less Star Wars vibe, more Final Fantasy Tactics, what Vagrant Story vibe. But right. The um, my thing is, I just. Well, a lot of the if you watch it now, yeah. If like if you watch like the cutscenes and play it now, yeah. you can tell that like a lot of some of the aesthetics were Ripped. very directly yeah. pulled from Episode One. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Chocobo Cavalry, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I've got to say, Final Fantasy Twelve was one of those games, and I don't know if you guys have one, but it's one of those games that I've always really wanted to like desperately, desperately. Right. Like everything about it is just me, and it's just 
it just seems perfect. You know, when it, when it first came out, it was, you know, it's real-time combat with a gambit system, which as somebody who enjoyed playing Final Fantasy 13, you must understand I enjoy too. The concept of... Right, it's like Final Fantasy 13, only good. Right, conditionals. <laughs> well, but the thing is, like, I, I just... And I mean, you know, I read all the reviews for the Zodiac Age, and because the one complaint I had with the original Final Fantasy XII was the um, that all the characters were the same. Yeah, that every character yep. had the same uh, license board, so you could just make copies of each other, or right. or spill too much into each other's space. Right, right. Where this one with the Zodiac Age, which was actually in the original Japanese release, it, right. but was cut from the U.S. one. Right, right, right. Um, I, I will say, though, that I am now, like, constantly worried that I'm like, oh, God, I didn't take enough black mages, or I didn't take enough white mages, or, oh, God, what am I going to make this person? Because this person should really be this class, because that's kind of, like, who they are, but I need this, and I can only have, like, half of all the classes, so what do I do about it? Oh, God. Yes, yeah, so that's the problem. So I'm still pretty early on, and I made um, Pinello a white mage. So and then she immediately leaves the party leaves for the a party. huge chunk of time. So so now so now I have no white mage unless I want two white mages. Right. So I made Pinello my red mage. You're what? I right. made Pinello the red mage. See, I didn't I didn't be smart and look ahead. I just sort of went with like their stats and whatnot. Oh, I I totally based it off of who they were. Yeah. Basically, and okay. I'm like, I know I need this many players. So Ash is going to be my white mage. Mm. Uh, I made Vaughn my um, dagger-using thief guy, because that's who he is. Yep. I don't know, really know what to make Penel out of all this, so I'll make her the red mage, so she's really versatile. And I know that I'll get her back later, because I remembered that there's a big chunk swath of time where you don't have her. I'm like, but that's okay, because I can't buy a lot of those spells until later in the game anyways. Yeah. Because you have to buy the skills before you can use them after you have the license to use them. I find the game brutally hard, but in like not a fun way. Well, there's there's a <laughs> there's a drastic difficulty upswing. Yeah. Um, which is after you leave um Robin Ostra. Robin Ostra. Which is you, where I'm at. Right. And you get into those mines mm -hmm. and you fight those bounty hunters. That's the first, like, super drastic difficulty upswing. And the trick is to run. Yep. The trick right. is not to try and, and fight them that, right? because yeah. they will kick your ass. Yeah. The trick is to run. And it tells you we should only we should leave and only fight the ones we have to. Yep. It's, that's like a big, these guys are super fucking over leveled to just run. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a fight you're actually meant to win except maybe on New Game Plus. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, just go. Yeah, um, but I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about it. I just wanted to thought I'd bring it up because I know you were playing it. I started playing it again. Yep, guys, we just talked about Legend of Zelda, which is like 100 hours of my time. Persona Five, oh my god, I don't even want to know how much time, even though it tells you. And I'm it tells you how much time you are. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm, I want to say I'm actually really proud that you've gone as far in Persona Five as you have. <laughs> and I know we had to push you a bit. <laughs> I know we had to help you with that boulder. Yeah. And now I'm in Final Fantasy XII, so I think I'm going to stop for a while and pick up some of these smaller games to cleanse the palate. No, no, you have to keep going. Because if you stop, you'll never go back. Yeah. That's the problem yeah. with these, like, 100-plus hour games, is that if you stop at, like, 40 hours, when you go back, you'll have no yeah. idea where you are or what the hell you were thinking with your setup. Yeah. Well, I already think that 
a mere few hours into Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> right? Where it's like, no! So. Wait, no, I should have made them. Oh, God, why did I do this? Allie, did you ever play Final Fantasy XII? Like, ages ago? Yeah. Also, Tristan, real quick, could you scooch a little closer to the mic? I'm having trouble hearing oh, you. Yeah. Just gobble it up, please. I will. How's our... Dan changes, I played it Dan a long lives. time ago. <laughs> I remember really liking it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I played like the problem we had some Final Fantasies. The first one I ever played was ten, and then I played twelve, and then I kind of backtracked. Yeah, yeah. To well, a couple others. My first was eight, so I was already screwed up to be, screwed up in the head to begin with. <laughs> well, the big thing with with twelve for you, for Ali, for you, me, and Barra was that was when it hit G two at Hampshire. Was that we started? We all started playing at roughly the same time. Oh dear! And we all got really into it on G two, but then what happened was the people who owned it got much further. So we didn't want to. So those of us who were still kind of playing didn't want spoilers. But then we they got to the point where they were just farming to try and get the like extra bosses and stuff, which kind of killed it for the rest of us because uh. it kind of got really overdone on G two. I didn't pick it up until a friend of mine started playing it in my mod and I just back then knew it as the game that you could leave running all night and it levels up for you. <laughs> just set your gambits oh, and the gambits, stay in yeah. an area. Yeah. And just let it go. Yep. Fantastic. Well, you could do that. So in the original Fable, you could do that uh, if you had a turbo controller. So in the original Fable, the way you gained experience was by doing certain things. So, for example, you gained, like, strength XP for strength stats by fighting things. There was a town where you could uh, where you could fight, like, a merchant who was just wandering around, like a basic civilian, but you couldn't kill him. And there were no guards in this area. So, what, so if you position yourself right, you could block him into a corner. Mm-hmm. Then you just held down the, the punch button... And switched on turbo so that the controller would keep doing it, mm-hmm. and then leave, and go to sleep. Because he couldn't die. If you backed him into a corner, you could just keep punching him into that corner, and he couldn't get out. And the turbo controller kept you doing the punch, and there, because there were no guards, there were no negative ramifications to this. Yeah. So you just do that, set it, go to sleep, come back eight hours later, you've got enough XP to max out every stat <laughs> in this race. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Uh, good times. I guess my thing with Final Fantasy XII is, you always, whenever I play these kind of games, like I, I always say, you know, I wish that the story wasn't about the chosen one, where you're the chosen one and you save the whole world from a giant chosen one galactic. I'm coming. Intergalactic threat, but then, then I, then you play Final Fantasy XII and you realize why they've been doing sticking, that, sticking with that trope for, for so long. Right. We're a party of nobodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Except the main character, the main character, is so insufferable in, in Final Fantasy. Oh 12. my god! It's like, it's like no, just get Vaughn out of the party as soon as you can. Anyway, Balthier is the best character. But anyway, that is um, that is Final Fantasy twelve. That is what we've been playing. Uh, do we want to just start kind of get into it for a little bit, or do we want to use this as our first break opportunity? Um. I don't know, Al. You want to want to do a little persona, and then we can take a break shortly thereafter. 
Uh, yeah, I'll probably, I haven't touched 12 in a while, so I don't know if y'all want me on the 12 thing, or... Oh, I'm not, we're not talking about 12, we're talking about jumping into Persona okay. 5. Okay, I was like, we're, wait a we minute. Are, we are, we are done, we are done with 12. We are, okay. we are that is in the rear I wanted view. to, sorry, <laughs> I also wanted to add, I've been playing, um, I didn't bring it up because I didn't think about it. But then I just did because I beat just beat one while we were talking. I've been playing these three clicker games recently. Oh yeah. I've been playing Ten Billion Husbands, Ten Billion Wives, and the newer one, Twenty Billion Wives. <laughs> and they're really good. Like Wait, are these are these like... I know I could just go Google the pretty anime pictures, but it's kind of nice to have something mindless to do while I'm like watching TV and my hands yeah. are being fidgety. Yep. So is this like like cookie clicker but with anime pictures? Anime pictures? Yeah, basically. <laughs> you need to acquire more waifus. Build a waifu farm to oh god. Say Yeah, basically. Ali, I've lost Tristan. I don't know, don't know where he disappeared to. <laughs> My what? I said I've lost Tristan. I don't know where he disappeared to. Oh. <laughs> waifus. <laughs> no, no, no. I I I'm a simple man. One waifu per series well, is I all I need. Well, I, I, I do know that. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I need more. Like in Persona 5, where I can't decide who best girl is. Alrighty. <laughs> Speaking of Persona 5. Speaking of Persona 5. There's your link, Dan. Sorry, wink, I tra- wink, sidetracked this with other anime wives. <laughs> Speaking of anime wives. Well, now for the rest of our entire episode. Uh, so... <laughs> Per, Persona 5. So, spoilers from here on yeah, out. You have so, been warned. You've been warned we're going to talk about everything. So, Oh, we forgot to do our thing. What? Oh, no. It's all good. Uh, oh, no. We typically we haven't done it in a while so because we typically get right into it. This is the the end of the episode. And we will be spoiling Persona 5. A heck of a lot. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to spoil. There's oh, a lot yeah, to talk is. about. Goro Akechi, you got I never liked you, Akechi. Like I don't like him either. And I, I resent, this is going to sound terrible, I resent people who like him. There, I said it. Yeah. People who say He's Goro, a people who say Akechi did nothing wrong are the same people who say Griffith did nothing wrong. And you should avoid them at all costs. Yeah. Because they're obvious as sociopaths. As a villain, I feel more bad for him than Adachi just because Adachi like I never thought his issue was very sympathetic oh no like no, no, no. Eh, this old lady keeps bothering me and eh, women are bitches and it's like yeah I don't like you yeah like so fuck off so Adachi has daddy uh so so Goro Kechi has daddy issues out the wazoo but he is still regardless of what anyone says he is still irredeemable. He is still completely irredeemable as a character. Agreed. Well, people are like some people are like no, but he didn't actually kill the main character. Yes, he didn't kill your main character only because you outsmarted him. And if you hadn't outsmarted him, he would have killed you. Yep. Yeah. Yepers. All right, that was our persona. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so persona five in a nutshell. Fuck a catch. 
So Persona 5 is, is interesting to me because it is the... So first of all, I do want to go on record and say this is the first game, and I want to say beaten, even though I haven't beaten it yet. But I'm, really, but I'm really close. I'm like really close. Close enough that I think there's like one more, one more kind of spoiler. Tristan says he's going to cover there, that. There's it's like one be okay. more like big spoiler from where. So, so which is okay. Allie, so he is he has not finished Shido's dungeon yet, but he's in Shido's dungeon. Is where he is. Allie. Yes. Oh, there you are. Okay. I'm here. Okay. So that's where Dan is. Yep, I got I got that from when he so was saying, I've, are we ready? So I've to not told him about the Monty Python-esque ending of this game. <laughs> that, I think, is fine. <clears throat> so, yeah, so it's all good. So basically, where, I, you know, where I'm at is, is past all that. But I, I, I want to say that I will beat this, or at least I'll beat Shido. I don't know that I'll beat the, like, the whatever the secret persona boss but the which i gather is in every one of these games yeah. yeah and again remember that the final boss of the game is nowhere near as tough as the secret boss so oh my god the twins so i this is the first rpg i will have completed like especially turn-based rpg or really any jrpg i have i will have completed since the dragon quest 8 yeah, Journey of the Cursed King, which came out well because Dragon Quest Dang. Eight is Dragon Quest Eight is a goddamn classic, and anyone who hasn't played it totally should. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I often think about going back and playing it, but then I think it's a really long game. I should probably just play a new one. <laughs> right. But uh, Persona Four Five is interesting. So not only did it subvert that expectation of myself, but also um, this is, I played Persona Four. And if you go on our VidMe site, you'll see some... How far Dan, he got into it. Dan plays Persona 4, and I was not into it at all, right? So yep. Persona 5, the, the trailers and some of the things people were talking about really grabbed me because it had a kind of a deeper... I mean, obviously better graphics, right? But a deeper sense of style and flair. Yep. But I said, you know, I'll give us this he, one. A, so Persona 5 oozes style yeah. out of every pore. Like it's some amazingly jazzy, stylish Ebola. Mm -hmm. And I got to say that I... I I don't regret it. Uh, I had a fantastic time. Um, I loved being in the dungeons just as much as I loved being embroiled in the high school drama. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> while it lasted, I feel like it kind of it kind of dissipates a little bit as it, the story takes more of a focus on uh, like the the evil at hand. Right. Well, there's also that whole period where you are pretending to be dead. Yep. And you're just like, well, can't go to school because everyone thinks I'm dead and right. can't show up. <laughs> right. Um, Allie, do you think Dan should play P P three? That's that's a tough one because for me P three I played it after I played four, mm -hmm. and I feel like if I had played three first, I wouldn't have enjoyed the series as much. That isn't to say three isn't good, but I'm not as big of a fan of the darker tone in three as I was of the lighter tone in four. Yeah, because which I know is a big point of contention for people who go, you know, three is better than four, four is better than three. I like them. I like them as they are. Oh yeah, I like. Them I both. think it would be. It's also just like the way that game works mechanically. I is don't very dated. like as much as five. It's very dated. Oh, five, five has the mechanics down pat. 
Yeah. Five, five, five's mechanics are like mwah, perfect. Like mechanics um, UI wise, like there's so much little, there's so many little details and like oh cut arounds God, so in the UI that are details. really nice. Like Especially all the, the fact... face buttons doing things. Yes. It was a really nice touch and you yes. don't think it makes it go faster. Atlas finally but it really actually that makes it go faster. Atlas finally Even if it's by like a millisecond. Atlas finally realizing there's more than two buttons on a PlayStation yeah. controller. Yeah. Um Yes. Yeah, so they never saw it coming. I still think oh my god. Um, oh my god, Dan, no. <laughs> so so this, so we're doing this. <laughs> Kind of on the heels of the announcement of both P3 and P5 dancing games. Uh, those I'm very excited for. Those I'm stupidly excited for. I love dancing all night. Dancing all night was great. But this drives home. So my personal theory is that Atlas and the Persona team love P3. I think P3 is their favorite title in the series. Which is why... The P3 characters show up in Persona 4 Arena. Why we have Persona Q, which is the P4 characters, who were the most popular characters up until that point, meeting the P3 characters. Why we got P3 FES. Uh, And why we're also now getting P3 dancing all night, in addition to Persona 5 dancing. Um. Allie, where because do you who think doesn't love spinoffs? Yeah, right. Where do you think the the darkness level of Persona Five sets then between three and four? You mean in terms of what's darker Just... in tone? Yeah, it, it, it... I think. I, I would say I would say P Five is probably not as dark as P Three, but definitely it's darker, darker in different than ways. I think what happens with P Five is it deals a lot with social darkness. Yeah, I guess like ideas that are more about the darkness of people around you as opposed to the darkness within you, as cheesy Mm -hmm. as that sounds. Does that make sense? Because a lot of what is happening and is focused on with the characters in 3 is a lot of internal turmoil, which isn't to say the other games don't have that. Trust me, they all have that coming out the wazoo. But a lot of the stuff in 5 is about how like things affect us if that makes sense like like look at the stuff with Anne like there's a lot of stuff in the game about sexual abuse which you know kudos to them for trying to deal with it and right. then they fucked that idea that good they thing tried. that they had going royally they tried and we can appreciate them for trying despite their um application or um, follow through yeah I mean they deal with some stuff that's pretty different like they hadn't really talked about abuse in that sense in the other two games again it's a lot of like the personal versus the social I guess if that makes sense I'm not wording this very well no I I get it I think there's There's, I mean, this game's all about abuse in different ways. <laughs> yeah, abuse yeah, uh, of power and abuse of the kinds of power. relationships you have within that power. It's a lot of, like, external forces forcing themselves upon you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's about, a, it's about a, a group of, you know, kids who 
or the new generation who are saying like, you know, fuck this. We won't, we won't, we won't take it. We won't tolerate it, but it's, we're it, not going to take yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but then there's also some interesting, you know, once you get further into the game, some kind of conversation about sort of like quote unquote fake news, mm-hmm. um, media's perception. Fake news. Me- yeah. <laughs> media's, yeah. Media's perception of, of reality and the way that, the way that news can be used to sway public opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty cool to see in the game. Not pretty cool that it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and Persona has never shied away from touching on, you know, kind of hot topics. Yeah. Which is interesting because there's there's also some, like I know we've talked about this in other episodes of the show already, like recently when we've talked about Persona Five. But there's like also this like, I know we talked about the Persona Four spoiler cast, but there's also like this sort of a like a regression. Or like a backstep on their part with how they handle other characters, um, you know, the trans community, and mm-hmm. <laughs> other <Yeah. laughs> kind of in other topics are very backwards in comparison, which is pretty pretty polarizing, I think. But yeah, they're making they're they're going they're going somewhere, I guess. They're they're doing more than than others, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> well, and it's also just nice seeing like an RPG that is set in modern times mm-hmm. and not in a, you know, sort of idealized fantasy world or but that's like said no, this takes place in Tokyo and Shibuya and Akihabara and everything and deals with the modern times that is going on now. Like it's really it's it's really nice kind of seeing that as a wonderful change of pace, which is the, another reason I think why the Persona series is so kind of beloved. Uh, it's also important to mention that this is the first Persona game that is a like has achieved proper like triple A status. Because because yeah. Persona Four was Persona Four is is very was very popular and very beloved, but it's one of those. It was one of those kind of slow burns, you know? Yeah, definitely. It didn't have, like, immediate sales. It was one of those things where, you know, people who were into it picked it up and then told other people, hey, you should check out this game series because it's really cool. And sort of, you know, that had that sort of slow progression. But P5 did, what was it? I think over 750,000 copies in Japan alone on day one and over one and a half million copies in like worldwide on day one for international releases, which is for a JRPG that is a very Japanese game. Like these games are very Japanese. They're very strongly set in in Japanese society and culture and stuff uh, is like ridiculous. I, I agree and disagree with that. I think that I would in no way after playing Persona 4 for even, what, 20 minutes be apt to recommend it to like a, a friend of mine who's like i'm just looking for a new game to play right i mean it's a it, it seemed like it was you know a good game for the type of person who likes that kind of game but with persona 5 i can i can see myself recommending recommending it to just about anybody right mm-hmm. it's got as long as you mm-hmm. like rpgs in, to, in any way shape or form i can see myself recommending it i think it's just the style kind of the way it opens um the speed yes um Be- because Persona Five is much faster than Persona Four. Yeah. I mean, Ali, sounds like you wanted to counterpoint. All right. So, anywho, 
I agree that if I had a friend who was like, I want to try these Persona games. They sound good. I I want to recommend four because it's my favorite still, I think. I think I have to play around with five more to decide if that's my final verdict. Um, I would definitely recommend five over it, though, because I think just mechanically it's a much stronger game. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Well, it's a stronger game. You can play it on current consoles without having to, like, grab a Vita or a PS... or, like, or like a PS3 and do the back version of it. But I, th- yeah. I think it also it also appeals to the current generation more because it's been, what? Like, how long has it been since Pre-4 came out? Like... Uh, 2008. Yeah, so it's been almost 10 years <laughs> since Persona 4. I find it. I kind of. I find it kind of funny to say that it cuts through kind of the noise and the bullcrap. Like when I was playing, like and I hate to say it that way because Persona Four is absolutely a, an awesome game that people love. But to me, it was just like, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> gets the point. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, well, even yeah, at even at the very beginning, and I find it funny to say that because I don't think Persona Five really hits its stride until about twenty five hours in. So it's kind of goofy to say that, but I, I think it kind of keeps you there for the first 25 hours long enough to right. to hit that stride. Well, well, also, Persona 5 is a story told in media res. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the game is told as a flashback mm-hmm. while you were, while you, as your main character, are sitting in a jail cell talking to Sai Nijima. Mm-hmm. You know? So it starts off with the, here's how you got captured. Mm-hmm. And then later on, you play through that, that, part of the game because you finally catch up to that point yeah. in the story very I, cool moment i think that i think that's starting that that strong start of no we're kicking it off you are escaping from your from a heist i couldn't believe i was playing the same series basically when right. i started persona 5 versus persona 4 and i know after that it kind of slows down to to a degree right um to kind of get you into like here's how what we makes a persona here. game a persona game <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah the beginning just kind of grabs you and yeah, I don't know, just well, really and, and and also again, Persona Four is about the characters and your relationships with them. Mm-hmm. So having that slow start is more fitting to that because you. And again, I, like I said when we were talking about the P Four Splitercast, I feel like Persona Four still has, I I want to say stronger or at least deeper characters than P Five because it's all about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of that, I think that's definitely true. I think part of that could also be contributed to the localization, which I've seen some people say it's really not that bad. No, it's pretty bad. Okay. Of four or five? Like, for five. Okay. So do, do... Like, it's not the worst I've ever experienced in a game or an anime, like... Oh, I've seen... Just look at 90s dubs. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love jelly sandwiches. See, I love, these donuts are fantastic. Jelly fill is my favorite. Yeah. No, those are rice balls, yeah. Brock. If you would open your <laughs> eyes for once, you could see that they're or rice like balls. Or like the, uh, the edit where instead of a onigiri, they edited in a sandwich <laughs> rolling down a hill. Yeah. So are, but, are the um, subs, are the subs um, the, the American localization version or are they 
like straight Japanese. Yes. They're American localization. Right. So all your changes. No, they are the localization from what I can tell. I don't really right. know right. Yeah. Yeah. Japanese. Right. <laughs> uh, it but seems like all your. I looked up some comparisons oh, yeah. and I think they're most definitely the subs. And I was like, oh, I want to get my boyfriend to play these games. I think he'd really like five. I'm not going to play an English one because I hate the English voicing. And two, that'll kind of obscure what they're saying. But he knows Japanese. Right. right. So I kind of lose either way. Right. My understanding is that P5, it is just whether you're choosing whether you have the English voice track or the Japanese voice track. Yep. The text and translation and stuff gotcha. remains the same localized version. Gotcha. I think the localization is easier to swallow if you're just reading it as opposed to reading it and hearing yeah. it. Because the way they say the name sometimes oh are just Oh my so... god, they... Butchered. They, well, I don't understand. I, I mean, to be fair, there is a tradition of that. It started with four, but still, yeah, but, there, but still, it's not Takamaki, it's Takamaki. Like, four is better, especially when they went and redid some of the stuff they, for Golden. Oh, they fixed so still much. Still better. They fixed so much with Golden. Though I still love uh, Dojima tripping over his own Japanese name. <laughs> Do Dojima. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, oh, buddy. Rio Taro Dojima. Oh. Ans was the worst, I think, for that because they always pronounce it Takamaki. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, that's the wrong, pa that's the wrong pacing and wrong breakup of syllables, guys. I don't speak yep. Japanese, and even I know that. Um, so, uh, I guess jumping into it, um, do we want to talk about characters? Do we want to go into the story beats? What do, what would we prefer to? Well, we'll save, we'll save waifu wars for after the yeah. break. Waifu wars are after break. <laughs> God, I'm not looking forward to it's that. It's really hard for five. It's easy for me, but. It's easy well. for Dan. I found it really hard for five because there are a lot of. Oh, oh, wait, can I guess yours, Dan? Or should we save that let's, for later? So I've, I've let's, made my guess. Let's, let's save it for later. And he told me I was wrong. Ah. So we'll save it for later. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just jump into... Um, uh, so one of the... So the, the, the story is interesting to me. It, like, I feel like most of the plot twists... Except for the obvious ones at the end that you just well not obvious but the ones at the end that you I mean you would never be able to guess. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I kind of had a and I'm not sure if this intentional but I kind of had a good beat on where the plot was going like I knew all about I mean I I saw Shido coming a mile away. Right. Throughout the whole game at the beginning of the game I was like pretty sure this is the guy that that was a that's gonna be his final woman boss. and well I don't, yeah I knew knew yeah. his final boss I knew he was the guy who. Oh, please. Well, yeah, but right. Final boss without the weirdo. <laughs> yeah, uh, the final puppet boss. Yeah, right. Knew he was involved. Knew he was the kind of the main protagonist uh, antagonist from the uh, beginning of the game when uh, the main character gets sentenced, basically for standing up for that woman. Um, it just I don't know. It just felt pretty obvious. I the Goro Kashi stuff felt pretty obvious to me. I. Could kind of see so, that he was a so when bad, they were talking bad guy. about pancakes. Yeah. So when we were, I first played through, I'm like, wait a minute, did he, did he just reference the pancakes? I, I didn't see because, it. Yeah. because the only person who talked about the pancakes was Morgana. <clears throat> That's kind of weird. 
But to be fair, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, look at this light Yagami-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Look at this asshole. Yeah. I hate him already. And I was glad to see that my feelings were vindicated. Fuck Akechi. Sleazy McSleazeball. Hashtag fuck Akechi. I, I didn't catch the... I didn't pick up on the pancake thing, but I just knew. I just had a feeling that he was a bad, bad man. Mm-hmm. The whole time. I was so excited when I picked up on the pancake thing. I was like, wait a fucking minute. Yep. Yeah. See, I did not pick up on it. But I just knew. I think it was just like an inst- an, I don't know, an intuition thing. I was like, this guy's not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure that he was the main. Now, at one point, they show a silhouette of the killer. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a woman. Like, that. the silhouette is very... It's got like... Um, I don't know, like sh- like high heel shoes on or, or something. Maybe I just looked the ro- looked incorrectly or something. Hmm. But so I, that kind of threw me off a little bit at one point. But <laughs> that was yeah. that was about it. Anyway, um. <clears throat> though though to be fair, once you joined the party, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, huh, okay, this is kind of weird. That kind of threw me off a little bit because technically Akechi has like two personas. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, unique in all the games. Like yeah, up until this point, I, I believe until, up until this point, I think it's been like one persona a person, and you don't break that because that's what the persona is—is is it's who you really are. And that, and before that, there wasn't a character who had more than one, because that's kind of counterintuitive. So I was like, but but if he already has, but that's his persona, but hmm. And then I was like, oh no, he has two because he's just that evil. <laughs> so evil he has two personas. Um, but which, uh, which is interesting because I'm going to start talking about JoJo's now. So for no, anyone who no, doesn't no. care about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. No, no, no JoJo's. Well, <laughs> because. Shut it down. Oh, at least I'm not talking about JoJo's and what I was talking about in the no, chat. No, 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 no. We're not bringing that up. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, is that having sort of, quote-unquote, multiple personas slash stands was the characteristic of, well, no, I guess, I guess Diablo in Part 5 technically had two. Because he had King Crimson, and he also had that ability to let him see a little bit into the future. But I'm not sure if those are separate separate stands or not. Um, but having multiple powers like that is a is sort of a key point of the main villain of JoJo's Arc Four, Diamond is Unbreakable, which is actually what Persona Four is more based off of, uh, as opposed to Five. So that was kind of weird. Though I was super glad to see that there that they do reference JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in Persona 5, which made me so happy. Made me happy as a clam. It's, it was interesting before when you brought up uh, Death Note and Nagami Light, and that that's all I could think about, too, throughout a lot of the game between the main character and... Um, no, I'm on the side of justice, but I'm secretly right, the right, horrible villain. Right, Everything right. has gone according right. to plan. Right, and Goro Okechi. The L and Pigami Light sort of thing. And also, I mean, I guess we can move on to sort of endgame story stuff, but like the whole like 
interrogation thing was something straight out of a when Death Note went off the rails sort of story path. Right. <laughs> like when it, when it takes you 45 minutes to explain to me what just happened. Yeah. It's probably too complicated, but it was still kind of cool, I guess. But I don't know if Allie or Tristan, you, either of you want to go into kind of what happens there. But Okay. All right. So here's how you survive Akechi trying to kill you. <laughs> so you are in the basement of the police of the police station in an interrogation cell. You set it up so that Sai activates the app to bring you into uh, to bring you into sort of the shadow world when she meets Akechi. So that, so what happens is she pulls Akechi into the shadow world without him noticing. Mm-hmm. Because the shadow world police station and the real world police station are basically identical. So Akechi gets pulled into the shadow world and comes through and kills basically the sh- shadow world sort of stand-in of you and the guard. Because he's expecting you and the guard to be there. That's why they're there. Mm-hmm. Mean you, meanwhile, outside of the shadow world are fine because your stand-in doesn't ex- doesn't affect you because yep. it's not your shadow; it's just the like cognition that you should be there. Mm-hmm. So there's a version of you there, mm-hmm. but it's not your shadow; it's just not directly connected to you. Meanwhile, you escape while while Sai basically sets up. A fake murder scene in the real world uh, investigation suit, uh, interrogation room. Jeebus. Mm. Yeah. So, Gor- so Keshi thinks he kills you when he's really just killing a shadow version of you. And then you set, and then you are setting up a fake crime scene in the real world so that he doesn't realize he's gone into the shadow world and killed a shadow version of himself and come out. Yeah, that's insanity. how that happened. It's insanity. And then you then side smuggles you out. Plus, they bug what's his face's phone, Goro yep. Kachi's phone, so they hear him talk to Shido. Yep. <laughs> There's just a lot going on there. It's very, it's very like episode ten and on of Death Note. Right. It's like, <laughs> all according to Keikaku. <laughs> but but if but if I think that Translators he's thinking, Keikaku means plan. But if he thinks that I'm thinking that he's thinking that I'm thinking. But I didn't. I only knew that you'd know that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? Of course. <laughs> I should go back and watch that series. At least the first like few up. The first like the ten first episodes half. of that show are so good. Well, well here, here's the thing: is that you can't no. Is that, no. Is that the first okay. half of Death Note is really good? Yeah. The second half or like second season of it is not nearly as good. Yeah. But anyway, I thought that was a fun. Little, but anywho. Fun little call out. Um, yeah. So you have a so you have a group of wacky teens fighting up fighting against uh, rebelling against society and the abusive power of adults. Awesome. Um, all right. So are we ready to get into the spoiler territory? Spo- uh, spoiler territories for Dan, Allie. Sorry, could you say that again, Tristan? Are we ready to get into... I'm having trouble hearing uh, you. Are we ready to get into the 
territory of spoilers for Danny Boy. Dan, are you oh, ready? Because yeah. shit gets wacky. Shit gets really wacky. That's all good. It's Persona. Shit gets it's wacky. Yeah. Okay. So the main villain, the driving force behind everything in Persona 5, is the Holy Grail. <laughs> um, let that sink let in. Let that sink in for a sec. Basically, basically everyone, all of humanity's desire to become sheeple has created the Holy Grail inside of Mementos, which is everyone's subconscious. Uh, the Holy Grail attacks, trap, and traps Igor. And takes his place. And takes, um, what's her name? Um, basically the Velvet Room attendant and splits her in half into the twins. Okay. So the Igor you are dealing with throughout most of the game is actually the main villain. Mm -hmm. Who has purposefully trapped you. Mm -hmm. And your rehabilitation is actually him just kind of driving you to not be a threat so much. But Igor set up a series of clues, which are the twins' uh, tasks for you. Like the, the tasks to create certain personas okay. um, as part of their um, confidant link. Is to get them thinking and to drive your evolution so that you can break free. And eventually get the twins to recombine into the velvet room attendance you are supposed to have. Mm -hmm. Which is what happens if you do it right. Actually, I think that happens anyways, even if you don't max out their confidant link. What was that, Tris? Do the twins, if you don't max out the twins' confidant link, at, towards the end of the game, do they still recombine? Oh, I don't know. I maxed their confidant link Oh, I maxed their confidant link like a motherfucker because... That final ability is game-breaking. Yep. The ability to fuse personas regardless of level just by paying money is absolutely game-breaking. It's like, oh, I'm level 77, but here's my level 99 persona, yeah. bitches. Yeah. Guess what? It's literally Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so at the end of the game, you have Satan on your side and you are fighting the Holy Grail. Perfect. Awesome. Well, not even just the Holy Grail, but that's that's not even its final form. That's not even its final form. Allie, do you want to take over from here? No, because I'm bad okay. at this. Okay, so... I mean, I can try. I can try, though. You're much better at summarizing these things because shit gets wacky. Shit, gets, shit so, gets really wacky. Well, here. So, after you beat Shido, he kind of... He go, undergoes the same thing that happens to everyone else. 
where he basically instantly grows a conscience yeah. and realizes, oh shit, I've been a terrible human being. The problem is that he's surrounded by people who don't want his campaign to fail. Mm-hmm. And so they're basically like, no, no, he, he's just sick. He's not feeling well. He'll be fine. And sort of like move him away from the public limelight. Once you do that, you finally unlock the last area of Mementos. Mm. And it turns out that Mementos, in its deepest depth, depths, is actually a prison. A prison that people go to willingly. Because it's too difficult to be like free-willed. It's too difficult to rebel against the system. Which is a very Japanese thing. Um... Like, like here in, in the West, where sort of the individual mm-hmm. is very prioritized, it's not that, like, not that kind of like big a shocker, yeah. you know. Um, Japan has always been very much kind of a um, whole at the cost of the individual, yep. you know. Where it's kind of like, 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 and this is just kind of going into history of being like. Like, this is a family that has served the emperor for, like, 300 years doing this job. And you were a dis- the direct descendant of this family, so guess what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you want. You're doing this. Yeah. You know? So they had that kind of back history to them. Um, but then as you keep going, you find that uh, the people or the shadows of people who had palaces are also locked in here. Which is kind of interesting. Turns out that the people who made palaces are the ones who were able to escape. And their palaces are basically a, a them rebelling against the system mm-hmm. to fulfill their own desires. And you've squashed that. Yep. Uh, you also learn that Morgana is kind of kind of a demon? Sort of. Like, Morgana isn't a shadow because Morgana isn't directly something, but Morgana was created by Igor to find you. Mm-hmm. To find the trickster and to help the trickster get here. Yeah. So that's that's Morgana's backstory. Um, well, they kind, of, they kind of point to that throughout the... When right, you have those Morgana flash... Has, or those nightmares that Morgana has, nightmare. yeah. Yeah, but what's really important is that in those, Morgana has uh, yellow eyes, mm-hmm. which is the same as a shadow. Yep. But Morgana's a little more than that. Yep. Kind of like a kind of like a shadow plus, but not based on anyone. Um, or or maybe. Hmm. Or maybe Morgana's more of a. Like, like Ali, bring it back to. Um, P4 Golden might Morgana be more like um, well no 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 because she was because she was specifically created to further the fog yeah yeah so so no no forget all that I'm sorry I'm sorry everyone um, I mean the way I read Morgana is kind of like an extra attendant almost if that makes sense yeah like like a last ditch attendant, you know. Yeah. LTA, LDA. Yeah. Last ditch attendant. <laughs> Just to kind of like get out there and you know find the trickster, and try and get them here. Gotcha. Though it doesn't explain Morgana's weird obsession with Anne. 
maybe it's a maybe it's a cap thing. Considering. No, I think it's just the writers being idiots and going, Anne's the sexy character. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, you know, make the sexy character also the character who is a victim of sexual abuse and have everybody ogle her and have her clearly be uncomfortable with being ogled, being told to strip, and wearing a sexy outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you tell I really hate what they did with Anne's character? Like character plot in yeah, the game. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed that the end of her compound link didn't have more empowerment to it. I mean, at the end she does kind of like do have a sort of like take charge of my life moment, but I, yeah, I just I mean, what I mostly got out of the end of her confidant link is she's in love with her best friend. Yeah. Like she's very clearly in love with her best friend, and nobody can tell me otherwise. Ah. Uh, Yuri, it's a beautiful thing. Anywho, I, I, I think in general the characters in this game are a little bit. I, I, I think as you get towards the end, they get a little bit more interesting. But I think a lot of the early party members can be kind of like the that token character of whatever. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, maybe that had to be. But you have your name. Your I I kind of agree. I'm also a little bitter because the character I was most looking forward to is basically the last party member you get mm. other than Akechi yeah. and it's Haru who was my favorite she's so precious and I like what they did with her but I feel like they could have done more with her yeah. if she'd been introduced earlier I understand why plot wise she was introduced when she was because having her dad murdered at that point in the story made more sense than having her him murdered like really early right Right, but they could have they could have had her in the story earlier, and then you could have found out later, or you know that part that could have been come a part a part of the story later on into the you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean a character that I was actually kind of honestly surprised by was Futaba because when I first saw her designs, like my timeline on Twitter was just like, ah oh, yes, this is my favorite girl, <laughs> and the game's not even out yet, and she kind of. Her, well, I don't know something on, about let's, her design and how she was characterized originally, like kind of pushed my buttons. Let's 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 save best girl discussion for after the well, job. No, this isn't this a is, best girl is best discussion. Person. This is a yeah. characterization <laughs> discussion. Like, because I honestly did not go into the game thinking I would like her at all. I was just gonna be like, yeah, she's just gonna be there and like, well, memes. Oh, and yeah. I, I was afraid she was going to be like stereotypical hacker girl. And I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by her characterization and development. Um, and no, I actually—it's one of the. I mean, I I tend to get pretty weepy in these games, but oh my god, like I, that her whole confidant re link really, like, got to me emotionally. Yeah. I was she, really she impressed. She really grows as a person throughout her confidant link, and that's one of the reasons she's one of best girls in my book. Well, I think I think I. Glad you guys touched on it first because I think Haru and Futaba are two, my two favorite from like a characterization perspective. My two favorite characters as well in the game and of course amongst your party. Um, I think a lot of the characters probably up until who's the who's who do you guys is it uh, Yusuke before? Um, you get Anne and Ryuji yeah. first, and then Yusuke, yeah. and then, then Futaba. Is it Futaba and then and Makoto, or is it Makoto, Makoto oh, no, it's Futaba? Makoto, Futaba. It, I think it's Makoto it's first. Makoto, Futaba, Haru. Yeah. 
Because I think up until maybe Yusuke, and Yusuke is kind of like, can be kind of like a like a token character, quote-unquote, I think, yeah. in a lot of ways, unfortunately. Because I think he could have been an interesting character. <laughs> well, but he's, he's designed to be the bud, you know? Like I he, thought Ryuji was. That's the vibe I or, um Oh, sorry, yeah, Ryuji's meant to be the bud character. Yusuke's, he's a weirdo. Yeah, but I feel like... I feel like and I've his seen his character Link, in a lot of stuff. His confidant link just really drives home that he's a weird guy. <laughs> I feel like he was the supposed to be like the male equivalent to Yukiko. Uh, so, like, just a really weird weirdo with a weird sense of humor. So, but like in a fun way. Like, I love the bit when they go to the beach and he just has the lobsters and he's wearing a hoodie on the beach. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like these characters get a lot of the airtime because they were in the game the longest. Mm-hmm. Even when they're in the party, I feel like Futaba, unless they're focused specifically on their characters, I feel like Futaba, Futaba and Haru and those kind of characters don't get as much screen time to like express their unique thought and, and plot points where the whole party's involved, where it's, otherwise it's yeah. the, the, the hero that doesn't talk, mm-hmm. barely. I mean, at least Futaba gets the benefit of also being involved in Sojuro's right, Confidant right. Link, which is a character that I really thought I would not end up liking at oh, all. But I, I ended up really... I was like, wow, you're a dick. I don't like you. But then you find out, no, he's just a big softy. Yeah, he's another he's another character who really grows as, mm-hmm. like a, as an arc, basically. Well, but here, here's the thing, though, is that it, basically if you don't invest in his Confidant Link, you don't really get a lot of that. Like you get some of it from Futaba's. Uh, what's what's really hilarious though is that if you do it out of order and you romance Futaba, one of the things Sojuro says is, "Hey, do me a favor and don't get with Futaba, if you know what I mean." But you do it at such a point that you're already dating Futaba when he says that, and you're like, mm, "Uh, about that." <laughs> Um, but it's funny you think of uh, Yusuke as this game's um, Yukiko, uh, because I think uh, Hifumi, the shogi player, fit Yukiko's sort of uh, mold much better. Oh, yeah, that's actually a really fair point. I guess I was thinking in terms of, like, main party characters, because yeah. to me, like, Ryuji is if you smushed Chie and Yosuke together. Right. Yeah, he, he was one of the most, one of the more obnoxious characters for me. Like, I appreciated him in his spirit, but, like, it was like every scene had to have a, Ryu, a Ryuji line. Like, it's... okay, Ryu, we got it. Okay, we get Ryuji. Also, <laughs> God damn it, Ryuji. Yeah. This is why you This is why you don't get to make the calling cards. Yeah. Stop yelling about who we are. Ryuji, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Um, I feel like he also had maybe a little bit of kanji mixed in to, to the mix, but um, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Anywho, hey, quick, quick back... check, quick check, quick check. Uh, what what's pizza looking like? I just don't, Ali. I don't want you to forget about it. Oh, it's okay. I'm I'm good. I I asked my boyfriend to set aside a couple pieces okay. for me. Okay. I will. Um, I will forget to cut that out, and people will be hearing about your pizza escapades later. Yeah. <laughs> this whole this whole part will go unedited, and people will be hearing. About I just it. want to get to the part where I guess who oh Dan picked as it's favorite really not girl. That big of a deal. Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, back to where we were before that huge 
uh, offshoot. So you're going through down these final levels of mementos, and you're going through all these different cells. And as you're going through, you start hearing about the um, the special cell, like the maximum security cell. And guess who's in that maximum security cell? You. It's your cell! Yeah. Your velvet room is in the bottom level of mementos. Yeah. Um, and then it's where you learn that, hey, Igor isn't actually your buddy. He is your jailer. Yeah. And he is the big-ass villain. Mm-hmm. And is also the Holy Grail. So, so you have this confrontation. Uh, you get back a r- actual Igor. Um, so one of the things, first things, when this game first came out, I was kind of like, I, I don't really like the new Igor's voice. It seems really kind of like like weirdly deep and ominous. Mm-hmm. That's because it's not. That's not real Igor. Yeah. <laughs> and at least in the English version, they got Igor's old voice actor. Yeah. To be actual Igor. Oh, that's cool. So after you unveil all this and sort of like free original Igor, though he's like really weakened, it's his original voice actor. So them changing voice actors was actually a clue all along that the Igor you're dealing with for most of the game isn't the actual Igor. At least in the US version. In the Japanese version, they have to change it because the original voice actor died. Which is sad. Because you did a great job. All righty. Then all this weird stuff happens. Um, I'm sorry, that's really honestly the only way I can explain it. But basically, you sort of fight the Holy Grail. But turns out you can't quite beat it because everyone is keeping it alive. Okay. Because it's got everyone believing in it yep. subconsciously. So as you damage it, it just keeps healing itself. Uh, and then Memento starts bleeding into the other world. Starts taking over. And it kind of starts raining blood everywhere. And then people start disappearing. Because no one thinks about them. And so people with, without cognition or without enough recognition just vanish. From reality. And then you guys start vanishing. Because at this point, almost no one believes in the Phantom Thieves anymore. So you know the whole Phantom Thieves approval rating thing? It's been a running gag throughout all... Like a running mechanic throughout all this? By the end of the game, it's almost at zero. It's at like 0.1%. No one believes in you. And when Memento starts taking over the real world, that means you stop existing. That was truly that was horrific. a horrifying part watching everybody just slowly vanish and fade away slash die. I was like when that hit, I was devastated. I was like and I'm really this is one of the reasons why I really wish you would finish the game before we did this because I wanted you to experience that. That's okay. I wasn't I wasn't gonna make it that far. Because <laughs> I was like well no, because as I was going through I was like, oh shit, did I fuck up? Right. Did is this the bad ending? Because this could totally be the bad right, ending. Right. Like, did, did was I supposed to get a, like max everyone's right. confidant ranks first? Right. Like, is that the problem here? Because I didn't max everyone, did mm. not enough people believe in me? Right. Or or was I was I not high enough level? Or did I not do enough side quests? Or enough or enough 
like mementos requests or oh god how, where did i screw up because at this point you're like 110 hours into the game yeah, yeah. And it's like and i was thinking to myself i got the bad ending i'm gonna puke well, I spend 110 hours and I fucked up somewhere and I'm gonna vomit because I just got the bad ending. That that that. <laughs> like I was like I was seriously like I've wasted 110 hours of my life and I've gotten the bad ending. I'm gonna throw up. Ellie, I didn't find that funny at all until you started laughing and then I and then I, Sorry. And then I finally started to understand the humor and what Kirsten was saying. Like, like I've wasted so much time to get the bad ending that I'm physically ill. I am going to vomit. I got the bad ending. <laughs> anyway, I actually that happened. I, I mean, I didn't vomit all over myself, but I, I did. I did feel that way. The first, I think, I imagine there's a way to get a bad ending when you're in the interrogation room, and that was the first. I had that feeling then. Right when you're like. I just got murdered. I just by got Akechi. murdered, and it keeps fading to black really it slow. Keeps and I'm like, to black really slow. It's gonna say, it's gonna say game over any and moment. And then there's now. that animated cutscene yeah. with everyone else in your party yeah. being like, finding out you died. Yeah, and you're like, this is the bad ending cutscene. Oh God, I see. I knew, I knew there was more beyond that because I was like, okay, we are cunning enough. Yeah, that we've had to have had something going on. Yeah. You know, and I've seen that no, no, you do, you you do survive, or it is possible to survive, up until, um, uh, up until Valentine's Day, because mm-hmm. I've seen that. Um, but I was like, but but the whole thing with you like vanishing from reality right. happens after the first time you fight the Holy Grail. So I was like, did I did I fuck up the boss fight? Right, like. Did I, did I not do enough damage per turn to actually, like, mm-hmm. beat him? And did I run out of time and this is the bad ending? Because, spoilers, not doing enough damage to bosses per turn is a thing in the Persona series. Yes, it is. I, I found that out the hard way the first couple of bosses of this game. Yeah. Um, so like, for example, if so, so if you fight the twins, mm-hmm. because they are the secret New Game Plus boss... Yep. As has been the case with every Persona game, I believe that the uh, Velvet Room Attendant is always the secret boss. It's literally, if you don't do, I think it's like 5,000 damage to them per turn. Or per, like, yep. like, like segment. They just go, nope, you're too weak, this isn't fun. And just kill you. <laughs> they also get an all-out attack. So you know how you have all-out attacks? Yeah. They have, like, the, like yep. the cut-ins and then, like, the, like, you know, arc panel? Yep. They have one too. That's cool. So if they knock you on your ass, you die. <laughs> if you are knocked down, they get an all-out attack and instantly kill you. If you don't do enough damage to them per turn, they instantly kill you. If you beat one of them, they immediately res that the one that fell. You have to defeat them both simultaneously. Sounds like a lot of fun. It really does. It is the... So the secret boss fight is the true test of have you figured out how to break this game? Yeah. Because that's what it's going to take. I'll tell you what, I certainly did not through my course of playing. I, uh, I made a lot of mistakes. I'm working on a post now for the, the blog for three-headed boy, um, <clears throat> dot com no, uh, to cover 
some of the things I learned from my first first persona, mm-hmm. like don't focus on certain social stats over others at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, don't fail your tests. You don't want to fail your exams. Why? Um, in, in some games, I'm not sure if it's in five, but in some games, if you fail your final exams, it's game over. If you, if you like completely bomb your tests because you haven't been studying yeah. and you get the questions wrong and you don't have enough knowledge, like you flunk out of high school and the game just ends. Jesus. Do not. So, so your exams, like your midterms and stuff, those are boss fights. You just never realized. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't have max social stats. I focus on certain confidants and just didn't do a great job optimizing my confidant conversations. Yeah, it was certainly a learning experience for a first-time player. But um. that for me in these games, I always, I kind of pick which confidant. I just kind of go with my gut on mm-hmm. which confidants I like the most and max those out. But I always try to max up my social stats for my next oh, playthrough yeah. because it speeds up everything right. in New Game Plus. It really does. It speeds up everything in New Game and Plus. then there are some confidants who you can't even unlock without max stats. I right. like Makoto's. Oh my god! Because oh you need like max charm for hers, I think. I think, I think it's yeah, like max charm. Yeah. It's max charm. And you also need like a really high knowledge to start it as well. Yep. Um, I always so whenever I play a persona game, I always try and max out my social stats, and I always try and max out my party members' confidants. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's a given. Is come hell or high water, I will max out my party members' confidant skills. I think the only one I didn't max out was Yusuke. I mean, so I suffered through through all of them, including Yusuke's, to max his out. I suffered through all of them. I, I think the hardest one to get through is Anne's. It's really painful. Like, and I and I think for all the reasons that that Ali pointed out earlier, it's just really really hard to get through those conversations, yeah. especially if you're not playing on on romancing Anne. <laughs> yeah. So fun fact, and. Regardless of best girl conversation, which is still coming, uh, I did romance Anne my first playthrough. So I was like, she's here. I got a thing for cat. I got a thing for cat girls. This is fine." But she gay. She real gay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You can't see it, but I should have. Sorry, slow, just everything evil, about everything grin. about the way she talks about her best friend. I'm just like, girl, you are so gay. <laughs> Like, God you damn. are really thirsty for that Yuri juice. <laughs> yeah. I can. Those conversations were tough. I didn't max out a lot of them, though, because I'm bad. <laughs> um, and, then, and then it's focusing on maxing out. So, so for me, it's maxing out my social stats. Like, get that done ASAP. Then focusing on my... Um, focusing on my party members' confidants when I can... But kind of going, being like, okay, I don't have anything to do today, so I can focus on confidants. Who do I have available? And then within that pool, picking out who I think is going to be most useful mm-hmm. well, for abilities. I, and speaking about that, I, I don't know that any person in the world should ever go without up to, upping their temperance confidant to 10 as soon as they possibly can. Uh, in in yeah. 5, you mean? Yeah. I, I immediately saw like the first thing that 
that she did, and that was it. Uh, from that point on, it was like power forward, get ten. <laughs> it's like that is one that I did not get to max out, and I'm so sad. It's okay. I was so yeah, sad. So, so I mean, Kawakami's is it's super OP. Yeah, her the abilities she gives you are super OP because they give you more time. Yeah, everything she does gives you more time, and and the last one's even cra- like crazy, where you can basically do something after you get out of a metaverse. So yeah, is, you, get is, home you still have the night free, and after. then you can go do something, hang out with somebody, and yeah, be, being able to like do things like read and make tools in class, like stuff that you otherwise wouldn't want to like spend a night doing. <laughs> right, or spend the time being like, no, I have to go and set step aside because I have to finish this book because I have to. Right, you know. exactly, exactly. Because I need to build my, I don't know, my, my proficiency or my charm or something like that. Right. Um, her her powers were super helpful. Um, the ca- the party confidants were fairly useful, I think, obviously for combat. Because well, um, they unlock a lot of really important abilities within combat, like the one mores, like mm-hmm. the handoffs. Yep. Um, uh, some of the higher level ones are lo- will save your ass when you need it like the um like we'll take a hit instead of you taking a fatal hit those are those are really crucial uh harrison recovery oh Um, my god harrison recovery Mm -hmm. is so important because there are a lot of status elements that keep you from using items there there are a lot of uh, this game is very high low when it comes to combat i felt and and i don't know i'd be interested to hear like ali your take on combat in other games but in this one it felt like you're either it was like when you win you win big you know what i mean like you if, oh, yeah. you, if you get you get the jump on somebody and you kill them off immediately yeah you know it's super simple and that but other you know the alternative to that is immediate just roller coaster drop like or an elevator drop right down once the enemies start hitting you and it's just it gets bad real fast yeah, it's uh, not pretty. <laughs> this is why I play on baby mode. Our, um... Well, there's also... So here's the other thing. is that there is also um, five, and I can't remember if there was one in four. Five has a very specific, very easy way to very quickly gain a lot of levels. Um, so if you are in Mementos... And you spend too long on a mementos level, mm-hmm. the reaper comes for you. When you say level, I never, I never even experienced it. Do you have to be on like one level, of mementos? one floor? Oh, okay. No, you just have to be exploring mementos for a very, very, very oh, okay. long time. And I definitely did not. No, no. So it's did not. So it is, it is per floor. Oh, it for is. the reaper. Did not run into the reaper many times on purpose <laughs> to farm it. Yeah. Um, so, so the Reaper shows up if you spend too long on a particular floor. But, near the end of the game, uh, in the later seasons, it, there is a, uh, weather effect called flu season. Mm -hmm. When flu season is active, if you're in mementos, there's a chance that enemies you encounter will have the despair affliction from the beginning. The despair affliction... Reduces their SP on the first turn, reduces their SP on the second turn, and kills them on the third turn, and they get no act, and you get no actions. Is that true of characters too? 
Yes. I never, and that never happened to me. You I must never have got been, despaired. Lucky I, you. I did, but I, I think I always must have cured it in time. Yep. I didn't realize that was the ultimate impact. I'm the glad ultimate impact is after three turns of despair, you kill yourself. I'm glad I didn't find out the hard way. Um, <laughs> it's like Doom in Final Fantasy then or something, except it saps SP. Okay. Yep. Guess what, though? There's a chance if you go into mementos during flu season, that affects every enemy you fight, including the Reaper. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you can just hang around mementos, wait for the Reaper to show up, ambush him, and if he has, if he's afflicted with despair, just wait. Mm-hmm. And the Reaper kills himself after three turns. Yep. And you gain a crap ton of XP. Rinse. Repeat, recycle, until every character in your party is level 99. <laughs> well, I did not do that. I did never even see the the Reaper. Um, we've gotten to the point where videos and stuff of Persona 5 are finally starting to really show up online, which Man, is good. It's you, finally- you know, I have two bullets left, one of which is is the, the waifu conversation and the other is the YouTube and you are really exhausting all options until we get to the waifu conversation. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> I know that's what everyone is here to listen to. Um, well, so we'll talk, we can talk about that later, um, about the whole restrictions thing. Um, but now we get to see people who are ridiculously good at the game. Mm-hmm. Like people who fight the twins with one character. Mm-hmm. Being the main character. Yep. No one else in the party. High, hardest difficulty. Or people who fight the Reaper with one party member. Again, highest difficulty. It's just like... How long did it take you to fuse these invulnerable personas? Oh, that's how long? Okay, cool. I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yoshitsune! Um... Yoshitsune 5 ever. Oh my god, Yoshitsune. Is so broken. Almost as broken as Sataniel. Cause you can make you can make terrifying a terrifying Sataniel through uh skill inheritance. Anywho. Anywho. Back to main storyline. Let's wrap this up. Let's try to wrap this up. So you all vanish from reality. Because no one believes in you until the power of friendship and your confidant links and, the, and those people who believe in you pull you back. And once you, you're pulled back, you're pulled back as the Phantom Thieves. Not necessarily as yourselves, but as right. the thieves. In the real world. In the real world. And that gets kind of everyone else being like, holy shit, they're real. Right. Phantom Thieves actually exist. I thought they were like... You know, like a gag or something. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gets the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Grail starts morphing reality because mementos and reality are all mixed together. Uh, and so the final bit is your assault on the Holy Grail. And I've talked way too much. Allie, I hand it off to you. No, keep going. Keep going. I'm good. Allie's good out here. He's waiting for the waifu conversation. <laughs> I just want to, I just power into those waifus. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, because I need to grab a drink of water, so. Sorry, not waifus. I'm trying not to use that term anymore because it's kind of a yucky term. <laughs> I've decided. It's, it's the best girl conversation. Best it's girl. who it is. My favorite, my favorite grill. My favorite, my favorite grill. grill is the, uh, 
Roll Master 76. Roll Master 7,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Um, Why don't we just get to it then? Okay. Okay. <laughs> what? The best. Oh, wait, wait. Do you mean the end of it or the best, gr- the best, best grill. grill conversation? Best girl. I'll so I'm really waiting. fond of the, jo- of the George Foreman uh, special press, but. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I like the American Badass Grill by Kid Rock. It's my personal, my personal favorite. All right. All right. So, so here <laughs> I was we go. waiting an hour and a half. So Let's... here we go. <laughs> so no, not an hour and a half, because I spent like the first twenty minutes we were supposed to record trying not to smell like sweat and death. <laughs> All right. So, so I will start. I will start. So my first playthrough, I romanced Anne. Like I said, she was kind of like the first option available to me, so I'm like, cool, let's go. Let's just go through it. She's attractive, but got things for the cat girls. Groovy. Uh, it also made her confidant like a little bit more bearable. Um, here's where I, you know, let's just go through. Let's just go through. And here's where I stand. Well, let me let me let me quickly say something about the the whole romancing thing in the series. Is <clears throat> I never thought I'd be into it, but I got a little into it. But but basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically the Kristen please tell me he's blushing no not really but, but basically one thing that's interesting about it is I always forget how old the character is supposed to be yep because he looks older than he is I think um, the way they've kind of yeah drawn him out or, or, or whatever and same thing with like a couple of the other characters like I think Yusuke might look a little older than he's supposed to then there are other characters like Ryuji who kind of look young mm-hmm. right um well, Yusuke, I, I believe, is supposed to be like a first-year college student. Oh, okay. He is actually supposed to be older. Okay, but like the main... he's supposed to be the same year as Haru, and she's a third year. Hmm. Oh, okay, so he's in high school. And you're supposed to be a second year. Oh my god, that's right. Haru is technically your senpai. Hell yeah! So you're so you're only like fifteen, right? Basically, that's what the game's trying to tell you. Yeah, uh, if you're fifteen, sixteen. Year, you'd, you'd be sixteen, seventeen. Oh. Okay, yeah. So you're like slightly. You're slightly minorish. Older. Yeah. Then I think the characters aren't four. I think. Uh no. Well, I know I think they're the same because remember. Okay. Remember, um, Kanji refers to you as senpai. Oh right, because Kanji and Rise are first years, and then everybody else in your party, and Naoto is a first year, and everybody else is a second yeah. year. So they're so the same age as in four. So there are a lot of very. They went there. Romance options. Oh yeah. Well, here. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go oh, yeah. down. Just go. I'm just gonna go down the list per girl. So, and this is I just have this listed based on Arcana numbers because that's how I found all the lists of confidants. When I was doing this. Uh, so Makoto, I was not a big fan of Makoto. Like I appreciated the whole like let's pretend to be boyfriend girlfriend thing. But she just never really clicked with me. I think she was just too up, uptight. So, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get to the story beads and stuff later. I think and how yeah. they relate to this. Yeah, best girl and romance, the relationship kind of right. piece of it. But go ahead, continue. Um, Haru is Haru is too precious. I could not romance Haru. So precious because she's so precious. So precious. Haru and in. Uh, Can you tell who I picked? So precious. And Ali, I think you said it. I think you said it. I'm not sure if it was if we caught it in one of the casts, but I think you said it best. It's like, no, no, Haru. Using axes and grenades does not prevent you from being the most adorable character. Yeah. 
No, it does not. Well, you did now. We, we, yeah, we've attributed it to you. Yeah, retroactively. Um, Yay, she, Haru! I could not romance Haru. She's like a puppy, right? Like, I guess. Like even her hair makes me think of like those, yeah. like those little dogs with really curly hair and have those big floppy ears. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I'm like, no, she's like a puppy. She's too pure. Honestly, like, like I kind of maybe. I kind of feel that way about Futaba. So here's so like I think the level of like preciousness I feel for Haru is the same as you, but like for me it was I also felt like oh my god Futaba's too precious. Like she feels like the baby sister I never had. Uh I'll get to Futaba in a sec. I'll get to Futaba in a sec cuz like I said <laughs> I'm going I'm just going in order. I'm just going in order. And like I said, she's the first she was my first romance option. Like, she, she was the first of the main cast that was like, yeah, I, I could see pursuing this relationship. Let's go for it. She, wasn't she the first period? <laughs> like, the first girl in well, the storyline period? But, but <laughs> you don't get a chance to start romancing until you've met other characters. Because you have to reach a certain level in their confidants. And certain confidant levels are only available after certain story beats. All right. So even though she's the first one you meet... It's not like you can romance her without me- ever meeting any of the other female characters or any of the other romanceable options. Um, like I, I do like that that Anne by the end of it kind of knows what she wants and is willing to go get it and work towards it. You know, because that person is you. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's set up as she knows what yeah. she wants to do with her life, and if you do it as a romance option. You are there to help support her right. through that, yep. which I think is is kind of a nice, it's kind of a nice relationship dynamic. I feel like that's a a really nice answer to, and this probably isn't intentional. I feel like that's the kind of romance people would have wanted back in four if you romanced Risei because Risei's ends very much in like we'll date. We'll both be in the city, so we won't be very far away, but I'm going to be really busy. Like, it kind of felt like it made me think of Risei's. Yeah, kind of. Which isn't, like, a, a bad oh, thing. No, Risei... Like, I really like, I romance Risei on my second oh, yeah. playthrough was, for four. Risei was, was my second choice for four, so. Um, okay, now we get to... It made me think a lot of Risei, though. And I think, like, the level of maturity that Anne has, I think, is where... Is where the difference lies. Where the difference lies, Yeah. yeah. All right, now we get to Futaba. Um, Futaba, for me, is a very, very strong contender for best girl. And there's a few reasons for that. One, it's because she's adorable. Second of all, she's a, she's a geek. She's a gamer. She's a nerd. There's that connection there. Um, but the big reasons why are, A, she has one of the best character arcs of any of the characters in this game. It is a great arc. It's a great arc. She has a lot of growth throughout her arc. So as a character, she really develops a lot. And while it's kind of... And while the romance side of that kind of starts as a... You know, like... Like... Younger sibling really looking up to the older sibling. You can... If you develop it... 
it's actually a really nice little relationship that kind of builds between them. Oh, I think even if you don't, even like, I got the feeling really sweet. going through her confidant link that she still has feelings for oh, you, even if you don't so. reciprocate them. Very much so. Um, but the other reason why Futaba is so high on my list for best girl is because she is so animated in everything she does. Like, like all her, like, I'm talking like straight up like character models and how they interact with the environment around them and the things they do. Most of the characters have their sort of like preset kind of animations for stuff. Futaba's has a huge range. Like when she... Yeah, she feels very real. She feels, in like... she feels very real and she ha does a lot of stuff that is like unique to her. Like when she comes out of the closet and gets super embarrassed and then goes back in the closet and closes it up. I was, I was like, oh. I think, I think the constant video game references mm -hmm. threatened my, my enjoyment of the character, but I don't think it ever deterred me enough where I still feel like Futaba was one of the one of the best characters in the game. Yeah. Remember, she's fourteen. Remember, she's fourteen. Well, Remember, she's fourteen. <laughs> well, so here's what's interesting about about it. And again, you, Allie wants to guess, so but I don't want to. I, I'm place. really going out of my way it's, to not say anything an about anybody. Gap I mean, I think I have. Options. I think I have a good idea of who it's between. Um, can I can I guess, or do you want to keep talking? Let me keep, let me keep going. <laughs> I'm, I'm working through this. I'm working through this. Um, Jihaya, the uh, fortune teller. I will be honest, I never really explored her. She seemed kind of interesting, but there wasn't really, like, enough there. Because, I like, in my first playthrough, I didn't max her out. I think it's a harder sell for the later characters. Yeah, or, or the side characters. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's not a sell, it's just a harder yeah. sell. Um, Tai Takemi, the, uh, the clinic doctor, mm -hmm. did not max her out, but I've seen, like, the end of her, mm -hmm. uh, of her storyline. Uh, she actually has a fairly good storyline. I maxed but, I maxed her character out. She has a good, she has a, nice, she has a really nice good storyline. Yeah. and you learn a lot about her. Mm -hmm. And I think, and she's also kind of badass, mm -hmm. which is always appreciable. Um, but for me, she just didn't really click that way. Mm -hmm. Um, she's definitely like a, like a, like a punk grown up kind of thing. Whereas yeah, she still has kind of the look but she's matured a lot and it's just kind of right. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who are really into her <laughs> to an embarrassing yeah. degree. And I will say she was my guess for Dan's top girl, which I am apparently wrong on. Um, the other character who I didn't really click with was uh, Oya, mm -hmm. the reporter. She just seemed kind of obnoxious to me because she's always drinking and you're, that's like how you're always <laughs> interacting with her. Um, so I don't know. She, she, she just never really appealed to me. Uh, but now we get to who may object, the character who may objectively be best girl. Oh no. And that is, if it's who I think you're going to say it is, I'm going to really disagree with you. So not necessarily my favorite, <laughs> but seeing everything. Well, there's only one remaining, right? That we haven't talked about. <laughs> but, but, but seeing everything. Like, in terms of, like, all the different romanceable options and stuff like that, the who may, like, objectively be best girl is Kawakami, a.k.a. Becky. <laughs> even though okay. even though it is the most 
like inappropriate relationship out of all of them. Like, like the amount of like bonding you do with her and so, and the moments you have together, if you choose the romance options are like fairly thought out and fairly like mature, not mature as in like quote unquote adult <laughs> Literally mature. Yeah. But like, like you talk about like <clears throat> grown up shit with her. And like it, it feels, even though it is a teacher student relationship and that is all manner of wrong, um, like it, from what I have seen of the romance options, it feels more like a meeting of like equals, kind of. Yeah, the, 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 and that and that goes back to my thing about the age gap and kind of how it's conveyed in the story is that this is a game that's rated M. It has to be, right? This oh, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. a game that's... Yeah, this game, I was going to say. This is a game that's rated M, and not saying that's going to deter young kids from playing this, but older people are going to be playing this. It's a long game. You know, it's going to be... It might be older folks, right? And I think the main character speaks more to an older mentality. Mm-hmm. So I never thought of... Through the entire game, even when he was in high school, I never really thought of the main character as like a sixteen-year-old kid. He was always like in his twenties to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was always like just he this. He definitely like, reads as older than previous persona protagonists right. to me. I, I never thought of him as a, as a kid, even when he was sitting in a classroom like taking tests. I just wasn't. It just wasn't hitting me like that. Yeah. Um, which is why I think, in a lot of ways, like a character like Butaba, who in reality is only a year, maybe two, younger than your character. Uh, I think she's. I think she's two or three. Yeah, is two because she's because you're like sixteen and she's feels like she's, she's half just your age, about to get into you know? high school. It feels like she's twelve, yeah, yeah. and it feels like she's half your age. Like right, like it, it just I don't know. Right, that's that's, just, that's what I mean. Is that your main character feels like a very mature character, and so him and Kawakami I think meet on a and interact in romance on a more mature level. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I think she may objectively be best girl. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just sitting down and being like pop 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 pop, mm-hmm. and like setting out like pros and cons, the pros mm-hmm. and cons. I think that's where she really shines. For me, best girl, and I ended up being really upset. I did not romance her in my first playthrough. Is Hifumi, okay. the shogi player. And I, for a long time, I couldn't really say what it was. I mean, she's smart. She's pretty. She has a definite skill set in terms of her shogi and she has something like she's really working towards and she has some chunibyo tendencies which is kind of fun and cute and then someone was like then i was watching stuff and in youtube comics field someone's like oh yeah hufumi's totally like the new yukiko and i'm like oh there we go yeah, that would that explain, explain why it. um <laughs> so personally hufumi is probably best girl but i think that but the dark horse would be Sai Nijima. If Hell you could yeah. romance her. It would totally break the game. <laughs> if you could romance her. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, the way the game is set up, if she was a romanceable option, it would be it would totally break the game if you could romance her. Um, Maybe that's why you can't romance her. Right? Um, it would be... So again... I think it would have the best part of kind of like dating Kawakami is that you have that more sort of mature relationship going and that sort of like higher level, but without the stigmata of no, she's your teacher. 
Um, yeah, I really wish they could have achieved that without making it creepy. His teacher. Well, yeah. I I think it goes beyond that though. I I think the whole like the occupation, right. the dress code. <laughs> I think it I think it could have been handled like I don't know. It would have been a little bit more morally gray. I think. Um, <laughs> if if it was just like you're just hanging out with her like outside of school it'd been like well, this is weird a little but weird. it's kind of normal and like i kind of feel like they're i'm in my 20s even though he's 16 but really i was just like this woman's wearing a maid outfit yeah <laughs> um yeah Sai is also Sai is also attractive she's very smart mm-hmm. um and like uh futaba she has a lot of character growth because again, like Futaba, she's a character whose palace you go into. Mm-hmm. Also, she's probably fairly kinky. <laughs> like, God. hey, I remember what her shadow was wearing. Damn, girl. <laughs> like, your shadow is hot. <laughs> Damn. Um, but but sh- like, so like Sai and Ijima pre going through her palace. Uh-uh. Too cold. After going through her palace, I was like, like it'd be really. I would date that. I'd date that. Yeah. So I think if Sainijima were dateable, I think she would be the dark horse of the bunch. But for me, with the options available, it's Shogi Girl. As for me, it's Shogi Girl is my personal best girl, so followed by Futaba. So Shogi Girl, I have a top three. Top four. Yeah, so so mine is top top four, top five, <laughs> top six, <laughs> top twenty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so it's yeah. So for me, it it's Hifumi, Futaba, and then Sai. Then Anne is third, with Sai as the dark horse, mm-hmm. as the wild card. Cool. Cool. Who's next? Okay, can I? Okay, first question, Dan. I'm gonna guess. Is it? I'm going to pick two characters, and I'm going to say, is it between these two? And you tell me yes or no. It's going to be a process of elimination. <laughs> is it between Futaba and Haru? It is not. Oh, shit. Okay. Right? Mm. Okay. Is it between <laughs> Hifumi and Haru? Is it between what? Hifumi and Haru. It is not. Shogi girl. It, it is not. Okay. And Haru's not... Well, sorry. Like I said, she's too okay. precious. Mm, hold on. Is it I I a party member or a non-party member? Well, uh, so I have I have a I have a top three here. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I want to know who you romance. Oh. So was it a party member or a non-party member? It was. It was what? A Roll? party member. Was it... Okay, is it between Anne and Futaba? It is not. Is it between Anne and Makoto? It might be. Was it Makoto? So he's one of those damn dirty if, Makoto lovers. If if you can't date, no, I just totally, I just totally thought it wasn't her based on his reaction to how we were talking about her earlier. So if you can't date Sai, <laughs> go for the younger sister. Go for the younger sister. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Ew. But no. Uh, I feel dirty being a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Y'all are y'all need Jesus. No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just kidding. So I, I, I didn't even think about Sai until Trosem brought it up, and I, I would agree that had 
had she been a romanceable option, that probably would have been my pick. Um, Interesting. But um, my top three are um, Makoto, uh, Tai, Takemi, and Oya are my are, are kind of my my top three. Oh, okay. Okay. I may like so you. I, so I, at least, I was at least close with my guess of Tai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were close. Yeah. Um, in fact, when it, I did max her out, when I got to that point in the game, I was thinking I could do this, I was, but it might impact the story in a weird way if it's both her and and at that point I was already kind of like yeah I was like oh my god if I had already <laughs> if I wasn't already dating Anne I would have instantly gone for Fumi but I already wasn't I'm like this is re- really tough choice mm-hmm. a true man always goes for the harem route but in Persona Five it ends very poorly for you gross <laughs> so y'all are gross I need Jesus so so M- Makoto would be if I was like if this was reality quote-unquote or whatever makoto would be probably the closest thing to to a, a a girl that i would i would date um okay and so that's where i that's where i went with that um from when they first started showing the scenes i was like i hope she's a like a, a character in the in the game that like or at least a confidant because i was probably gonna i was probably gonna go that route all right all right and, all right and then what was it about oh yeah um, it's just with Ty and Oya, uh, it, it just, it just sort of appeals to sort of my aesthetic. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, they can, they kind of fall into the niche of your type. And, and when I say any of these characters, I'm not talking about the dark parts of their lives. I'm, I'm more talking about just sort of their demeanor, what kind of people oh, they right. are and that, and that oh, right. way. It's not right. like, like, Oh my God, right. Futaba's like damaged relationship with her mother well, gets me so hot, well, no, you know? Well, no, but I, like, like specifically as it applies to like, oh yeah, I'm not sitting there saying like, man, I love an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I don't know. Just that kind of, that kind of personality is, is what you're saying is you like a mature woman. I, I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so age like a fine yeah. wine that she's currently guzzling down. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I went. Uh, with my room. alcoholism, kids, it's really funny. Or, da, 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 da. or like a cheese. But but what I will say is, even though that was my romance option, I, I think Futaba and Haru were stronger characters, mm-hmm. and I I enjoyed their arc. I think more than a lot of others. I mean, Makoto has an arc, but it's really pretty pretty plain. The arc itself, mm-hmm. it's like she doesn't. I, I never super I, grow well, as a person. I never bought that she grew. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just sort of like she she grew that she grew in a way where she said, you know, I've I know what I want to be when I grow up. But it's like a really sort of like dumb way is not the right word, but a very like boring way to grow. It kind of felt like that was her point A and she ended at point A anyways. Yeah. Right. She kind of looped around, maybe got a like I think loosened up a little I bit. think when she mentioned her cop was uh, her dad was like a cop or a private investigator who was murdered. And I'm like, and that's what she wants to do with her yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And, you know, I have figured you out and, and they kind of make it out to be a sort of like a surprise or something when she's, te- when she ex- tells you, but it was just sort of like, like you'd expect her to be like, I want to be a model. And you'd be like, huh? Whoa. But it was just, or I want to be, a- I mean, I think they could have teased it and been like, maybe she wants to do what her sister does. Who, by the way, uh, like, <laughs> throughout the story i wanted to slap the shit out of her sister yeah. so much for being a dick yeah. to her oh my god yeah. like i said like, like I god said, damn pre right. heart steel yeah yeah um 
I was hoping, I, I was kind of hoping that Makoto would want to become a defense attorney. Mm-hmm. And then we could have Ace Attorney Persona 5. Oh, my Lord. God, that'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. Um, so, Makoto's versus Sai in the courtroom. Objection! So, Allie, before we move to your picks, um, I want to just ask a couple questions because I'm new to this series with, with regards to Makoto. Is So I picked... I picked Makoto pretty much immediately, and with games like this, like I, I like I just pursued a, like the monogamous option, yeah. right? So when when there were events where it looked like it could get saucy in another world, it was very obvious to me. It was like you can either hang out with your girlfriend or you can hang out with uh, Ryuji, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, well, oh yeah, durr, durr. you know, dur house before bros. Sorry, that was gross. Yeah. <laughs> Well, grills before grills before grills. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like look. Girls are night. just great. Girls are beautiful and perfect. Spend the night with your girlfriend or hang out with Ryuji. So mm. so those those were like the those I could tell like you could have gone with a lot of different characters, mm-hmm. and I think it would have been interesting had you been in multiple relationships like to kind of pick okay. and see what happens. Yeah. So. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the reaction that I had? I think it's like your Christmas date or I didn't get that far. Whatever, but... where you can like, there's so, like I think it's Christmas or something like that, where you can have the option of like inviting your girlfriend to your room to spend the night, and it's like, mm-hmm. look, <laughs> I know y'all. If you do, I know you live by yourself, dude. Yeah, you know what this like, entails. Like you know what, and then don't worry. Don't I don't worry. know we'll if it was that downstairs. or the one before. Oh, sorry, Tristan. What were you saying? Don't worry. We'll lock Morgana downstairs in the cafe. <laughs> and I don't know if it was like a previous one where like there's the whole like they admit they love you thing. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear? Um, hold on. What? What? I don't know. I don't know. He just burst out laughing and he's having a breakdown. I don't know why. What did I do? What did I say? No, no. It's not you. From locking Morgana downstairs, just. Oh. You're spending the night with your significant other. <laughs> I was like, hey, Joker, don't you think it's time you should go to bed? Oh, <laughs> We're my. in the middle of something here, Morgana. Joker, you should really go to sleep. <laughs> you should really go, go to sleep. sleep. <laughs> okay, but for real, though, like, as kind of weirdly pervy Morgana is towards Anne, Morgana would totally be the character that's like, you sleep on the couch, you yeah. sleep on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing inappropriate. Nothing inappropriate. This is my spot, damn it. <laughs> Ali, I think you were going to say something and then we had a, a break. Oh, so did you guys want to, This and this is going to sound terrible for headphones users, who wants to hear my uh, reaction to when Haru said I love you? And she leaned her head on my character's shoulder. Sure. Do it. <gasps> <laughs> 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 like, not even joking, that's what, that's what happened. And then I cried a little because she's so perfect. So who is that? Who like what did you? What were your romance? What was your Haru? It was Haru. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. So it was basically like love at first sight. I saw her when they were like advertising the game, and I'm like, "Yep, that's it. That's my grill. <laughs> that's my grill." It was kind of kind of hectic, kind of messy though, because then Makoto showed up. Yeah. I almost ditched Haru. I almost started romancing Haru instead of Makoto. I mean yep. Makoto instead of her. I got very close to that happening. Why? How, why? If you don't mind me asking, as a as a Makoto fan. I don't know because <laughs> honestly, Makoto kind of irritated me at first. It's like, dang it, I'm trying to do something good, and you're 
stepping up in my grill, leave me alone. And just in my grill, just grill. Really, you stepping in my grill, girl. I just really love headstrong girls. Yeah. That's why Chie is my favorite from four. <laughs> but I also like soft girls like Haru. So it was difficult. Yeah. My two loves. <laughs> Hard girls and soft girls. Yeah. And like Honestly, I can't really think of a third because for a while it was just so closely tied yeah. between the two of them. There's a lot of Makoto fans on the forums too. I noticed. I looked there, looked around after the afterwards. It's like, what are, what are what other people are? Yeah, she's really popular. Uh, like, I saw a poll in like a Japanese game magazine, and Haru's like relatively low on that poll, and Makoto's really high up on that poll. Yeah. I... And of course, in terms of popular characters, of course, Akechi was in the top five. But, like, Morgana was higher on the poll than Haru, which I was like, really? Yeah, yeah people love Really people, now? Although, as a character, cats. I like Morgana more than Teddy. Oh, definitely. I think Morgana is miles better oh than Teddy. Oh, my God. Age is better than Teddy. Also, let's not forget the scene when you're taking the subway. And, and you're like, oh, Morgana, stay in the bag. You know, we have to pay extra to bring pets on board. And the kid's like, oh, is that a kitty? And you're like, no, no, it's a stuffed animal. It meows when you oh, bash yeah. your head. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> pat, pat softly, pat hard, yeah. but in mash. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone knows there's only one true answer to that. <laughs> but <laughs> So I have a, again on the romance thing, I have a question. So I was playing the game and like, again, I picked Makoto early, but... It felt like the game had pairings it was trying to push, and I'm unsure if it was only because of my playthrough that it was pushing Makoto so hard on your character, but it seemed like they really wanted... You know what I mean? I wasn't sure if it was like dynamic based on my choices or if they really were pushing hard on that relationship. So you can... So, so because of the way that uh, confidant growth works... You can spend more time with certain characters than others, getting them to the same point. Because it depends on, like, if you have a persona of the same arcana as them. Uh, it depends on your answers. It depends on sometimes your social stats. It depends on what gifts you give them when you go out together on, like, you know, adventures and stuff. Um, so depending on who you pick and who you focus on and your answers and stuff like that you can end up spending more time with other characters mm -hmm. uh like even like even if you romance a character early you can totally go on dates and have smexy times back at your room before the christmas date yeah if you like do it early enough yeah you know so it is possible for you to have more screen time with other characters than others and also depending on who you pick and who you're interested in changes the way you see other interactions okay. like if you're not interested in Anne then you kind of see the thing then you kind of see this weird thing going on between her and Ryuji where Ryuji's obviously interested right and kind of aloof about it but still friendly mm -hmm. but if you're not interested in Anne then you're not seeing it as necessarily like a friendly thing, but as maybe like a slightly romantic thing. Right. Know? Which is how I was seeing it. Right. Because I was interested in Anne. I was seeing her and Ryuji as like, like, you know, kind of like, she's kind of suffering Ryuji, you know, kind of humoring yeah. him. 
But no, she my girl. Right, but but that's just the perception, though, right? The dialogue doesn't change. Right. What I'm talking about is there's a lot of scenes, like especially like in the middle of the game when um, Makoto for, like first joins your party, where <laughs> she's like she's like kind of played up as your girlfriend, or like the the choice that you should probably make. Does that make sense? And like, there's a scene where they were they're in um, Futaba's house or Sujiro's mm-hmm. house, and she's like hanging on to him. There's the scene at the where she's up on the stage, at the and maybe this is different for other people. That's why it I'm is, asking. Uh, so so the um, so there are certain events that are different. Huh. The Hawaii trip, who you right. spend the day yeah, with? Yeah, I, I figured that's that different. Much, yeah. uh, who you spend the day with at the um, school festival changes. Yep. Um, it is also semi-randomized like like even though i was dating ann at the time like i successfully romanced her when we got to the hawaii trip i spent the day with shogi girl mm-hmm. Anne wasn't an option huh that's weird right what was she doing <laughs> anyway <laughs> so it's kind of like so so some things are a little random too Mm-hmm. depending on what scenes you see but like when she, at the school festival right she's on stage interviewing uh akechi yep or getting kind of weirded out about stuff and then or she picked only because she was my romance option and brought um, up onto the I stage think, again no no i think she always interviews akechi no she was she was the one interviewing him in my game too but then but then who gets brought up on stage later is that your ca- the character you're romancing, or is that also always her? Um, I think it's either the character you're romancing or one of the characters you were furthest along with. Okay, so it is that is dynamic. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like there were a lot of scenes because yeah. there are are also dialogue options that are more romantic, mm-hmm. even before you officially pick someone as a romance partner. Yeah, there's lots of little moments like uh, I remember one in particular and. I don't know if this was before I had triggered the romance or I was on my way to like finally locking it in, but you're like studying for exams and you're all in the cafe and Ryuji or somebody asks about like marriage and you can give an answer that like in my game, like made Haru kind of blush and be like, Oh, I didn't know that's the thing you were thinking about. Uh That's good to know. (laughs) Yeah, all these things are true, and, and well, they're I, definitely enhanced, which I appreciate and think is really cool. I, I'm talking, it, it just felt to me. I don't know it, if I see any, if, I don't know if I saw anything that was like, the game is trying okay, to that, that's, 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 that's the question I'm asking ultimately. That yeah. I, okay. that I didn't yeah. see. Maybe I was just seeing it because, okay. All right. Because you felt I mean, in my mind, and maybe it's just because I romanced her, I felt like 4 was gearing you towards Chie. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. And I think because I picked Chie. Maybe, but yeah, that was just my, just a quick question. So it sounds like I'm just, it's just, it's in my head. Yeah. It's all perception. Basically. Plus, except for like the cool, like little moments where the Hawaii thing was cool. I was like, are they really going to go to Hawaii? Like this game's going to take you to Hawaii. And then it oh, did. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, you, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. You in Hawaii now. Go eat at that burger place. That's <laughs> back home. Yep. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Those burgers, those burger challenges though. Oh my god, it's bigger than my head. Yeah. No, forget my head. It's like <laughs> the size of my torso and my head. The size of your body. And Morgana's just like, holy shit, that's a huge burger. It's like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I like the animation one of eating the burger. How yeah. how wonderfully fake it is. <laughs> well, because it's the I same know. animation designed for different size burgers. I know. I'm just messing. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> there's almost an entire head of lettuce in here. It's already cold. <laughs> Uh, Was there anything else we wanted to chat about? Well, so at no, the, I think I'm all no. good. I'm also hungry, yeah, yeah. so I'm being say, a little selfish. I, I feel like we saved best for last. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't really we talk did. about the very very end of the game, but I mean, I mean, is there anything to talk? I mean, the very very end game, you kill a god yeah, by in, summoning Satan. Yep. So, like every Persona game, you have to kill a god. Yep. Well, at least in three, you did it by summoning Jesus by shooting yourself in the head. That that is true. Yeah. So uh, P three. Yeah. The sort of like top tier persona you could get was called Messiah. Yeah. And you summon him by shooting you yourself in the head. Really, really quick sidebar because I know Ali's hungry and it's getting a little later here too. Um, a little later too is that I watched like a quick bit of P three recently, mm -hmm. like a speed run or something. There's a lot of shooting yourself in the head in that game. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. let's oh, yeah. get really old, old really fast. Uh, suicide suicide, and depression are primary themes mm -hmm. in 3, which is why 3's primary color is blue mm -hmm. and black. Yeah. Because sadness. Whereas, whereas 4's primary color is yellow, which is happiness and friendship. 5 is red, passion and rebellion. Which means that six, Persona Six will have to be green. This is the only one left for the primary colors. Something. <laughs> I wonder. You know what? I wonder if. Here, here's a thought. What if uh, Persona Six is about um, industrialization and sort of uh, the rape of the earth? Maybe. As a primary thing. Maybe. Which would at least go with green, you know, in nature and stuff. I'm sure there's probably some some emotional trigger associated with green, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Care to uh, speculate yourself as to what the next P Persona game's color is going to be or what it's going to be about? You can find us at threeheadedboy.com slash the spoiler cast. If you... And you can comment on this video there and tell us in the comment section of that webpage. You can also visit us on iTunes. And yep. Stitcher. And um, we're also on Overcast. I don't know how... It's another app that's popular with podcasters. It, it's, it pulls from somewhere. Somehow we're there. That's all I know. I didn't put us there. Um, so we're on Overcast as well. Um, and yeah, now you can find our videos we're slowly uploading to VidMe as well. And that album, which is pretty cool, along with our yep. other videos. So if you like what we do, if you like our, our podcast, and want to see us play games and do other wacky stuff, or like videos on me talking about things that are stupidly hype and fun. Uh, check out VidMe. We are also on YouTube, but YouTube is getting less and less important to us. Yeah. But do check us out at vid.me slash three-headed-boy. And check out Ali's Overwatch team and, and group over at the Death Blossoms. Really, 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 really cool stuff. I know we've, we've promoted it before on the channel, but really neat. Thanks. We are currently accepting applications right now for new members as of June 
Not June. Wow, holy shit. It hasn't been June for a long time. <laughs> August 15th. And I think we're going to be having those open for a little while longer. They were closed and by invite only, but they are open to the public again. So if you are interested, go to deathblossoms.gg. Very cool. Envy. Read with Envy. Until next time, everyone. <laughs> Take care. Bye. <laughs>